Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, your mom, joined as always by your dad. Hi. How's it going? It's good. We can do this podcast real fast. Okay, we're no going to do it real fast. <laughs> People think it's 1.5 speed. <laughs> then you can play us. Somebody said they played us on like three-quarter speed, and it sounded like we'd had too many cocktails of the week. You can have that for real at real speed sometimes, too. <laughs> Everybody's real active in the background mm-hmm. right now. Uh, the cocktail of the week. This week I made this cocktail called the Don's Virgin Sacrifice. So continuing to explore the world of non-alcoholic cocktails. Knocktails. No- no-tails. Mocktails. I think mocktails sounds... It's kind of a stupid name. Yeah, it's, I like... N- well, never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you were just about to say a name that I'm was just, just as bad. just going to make stuff up. <laughs> Uh, so I had been kind of looking for some recipes that were not as complicated as in the book that your dad bought me. <laughs> and there's still stuff where I'm like, I don't know what any of this is. If, it, if you take a week, you can make a glass full of liquid. <laughs> well, our friend Nancy, a uh, friend of the squad, sent me a bag of citric acid powder today because she'd heard the podcast and was like, I thought you could use this. So that's great. Uh, so I've got that now. And then... A few of the cocktails where I'm like, okay, this sort of makes sense. Like, I could make this. Require their lychee champagne. What? So it's a non-alcoholic champagne that they have their own recipe for, which is actually not that complicated. It's like the, the Verjus Blanc, right? The grape juice, the wine grape juice. Fine, I got that. Yeah. Pear juice and lychee puree. And so I looked in Publix. Publix does not carry lychee. I don't know that I've ever had. I mean, I've probably had a lychee and didn't know it. But they taste kind of like pears and kind of like grapes. So I'm just going to make it with pears and grapes. Yeah, they have it, but lychees. a lot of times it's with hot sauce on it, right? Sriracha on it, like lychees. Lychees, really? Yeah. They're like fruits. So, so like, yeah, but it's like slices and they're in with salads and stuff. Huh. Anyway. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to bother with the lychee because they don't have it at Publix and there's no Whole Foods down here in the Keys. We're not growing them. No. <laughs> and so, uh, I, you know, whatever. I, adapting is part of cocktail making, as we often discuss. So I'm going to do some, like, pear juice and uh, and that's going to be fine with yeah. the pear juice blanc. And then, so I'll have that. And then you carbonate it, which we can do. We know how to do that. And uh, And then, so next week we may have the first cocktail from the zero book but anyway that is a digression from i was looking for tiki cocktails that one could make without alcohol and you know a lot of them are just like pineapple juice orange juice coconut whatever kind of the same which look i love um but i was like okay is there anything else and i found this really interesting one which is the don's virgin sacrifice that's like grapefruit juice and lime juice and then uh, allspice dram or allspice syrup, which is a real tiki thing, and so it's got all kinds of like cinnamon and allspice berries and like all these kind of tiki flavors in a very strong syrup, and then you kind of put that in and make this cocktail with it. I thought it was a little strong in terms of flavor by itself, but once we put some soda water in there, it was pretty good. It's got a little bit of. For me, the associations are a little Christmassy because it's, it's a little bit glue-viney. There's a little Like the allspice and stuff is in I know, the mulled... Well, it's called mulled something sacrifice, isn't it? No. Oh. 
It's called Don's Virgin Sacrifice. Right, there's something molding. So, Glühwein, which is maybe the worst word ever. It just makes me cringe. The word does. The word. Because it's like glue wine, which is gross. It's not like glue wine. It's like glowing wine. It's like no, man. warming not, wine. Not to us Americans. I can't that, help that. <laughs> well, you don't have to help well, we it. We can't fix that for you. But glue wine, like Elmer's glue mixed with wine, is pretty representative of what that stuff is like. It's disgusting. Uh, that's just because it's in your head it's gross i've had it i gave it a full-on chance in the name of like cultural adaptation it's disgusting now i gotta say i hate all warm drinks well warm cocktails i mean problem actually most warm drinks like I, i mean i'll sometimes drink coffee i don't like tea hot chocolate hot chocolate like i like when i'm in the mood for it but i would much rather have cold hot chocolate like huh. i like it cold better oh. and anything that's freaking mulled hot cider like mulled wine just tur- just the thought of it turns my stomach i hate it it's just an association thing a it's lot of it gross yeah you have bad association i have good association it's not a matter of the association it's a matter of the taste which is disgusting <laughs> I, it's it's like wine but then like a fuckload of sugar yeah and then wait, wait. yes all these Christmassy, yeah. spi- you're spicing it. I it has nothing to do with association. I hate the way that tastes. Huh? It's gross. Yeah. Well. So don't liken my syrup here to that nasty nonsense. I know it has good memories for you. I, you don't have to hate it. I like the drink. Is I guess I should have <laughs> really just said that. I mean, look, there's cinnamon in the thing. And, and allspice, which absolutely are Christmassy kind of flavors. Can but I talk like, about a cooking thing that I've done? Sure. I used to think allspice was just a bunch of spices together. I was like, it's probably salt and pepper. No, and like interesting. Some thyme and, and some basil because that's in stuff. And, you know, maybe some cumin. But it's probably all spices. I mean, I, I didn't think, realize it was a, a thing by itself. I think many of us probably thought that as kids. I think I probably thought that as a kid. But I thought it was the spices that it kind of tastes like, which is like cinnamon and nutmeg and like the kind of st- ginger. I never cloves. tasted it. I just like <clears throat> bought it. Quack. What? I, I was like, oh, look, this is a lot cheaper than all the other spices. Buying them separately. You can just buy all spices. <laughs> buy and all you'd have, then you'd have everything. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, It's the, not like that. No. It doesn't it, substitute for salt and pepper. It, it's not savory at all. It's very yeah. much like Christmas cookie flavors. Yeah, and have? it's its own thing. Allspice berries, you can buy them. Yeah, why do they call it allspice if it's not allspice? I agree, it's a sucky name. It should be one spice. Uh, allspice dram, anyway, it's, so it's like a syrup with these kinds of flavors in it. And uh, it's used in a proper classic cocktail called a lion's tail, I think. Um, but it's a, a kind of traditional tiki thing. So I think there was a little too much of it in this. I was a little overwhelmed by those spices. I could use like just more that was a hint of them but it was really interesting with like grapefruit juice and lime juice and then this thing in there um so i've ordered a few different like flavored syrups which i think i mean i know how to make fruit syrups but i don't have any of these other fancy you have to get the fruit right yeah but then it's real easy right like i make fruit syrups all the time but like this thing like you'd have to buy a batch of allspice berries and then do all that this is the problem with these recipes i'm like it's 10 bucks on amazon like you take a carrot you slice up the carrot, <laughs> you bake the carrot, you fry it, you cook it at only 250 degrees, then you, then you fry it with oil, then you make it into a carrot shape again, and then you <laughs> serve it like a carrot, <laughs> and then you can eat the carrot. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, Wasn't that a, I mean, what, what did they do to that carrot in that, at the Columbia Room? We did. It something almost like We that. did have a carrot. So the carrot was whole, and yeah. they dehydrated it. <laughs> That's what it was. First, it was dehydrated. For like three days, they had to like yes, dehydrate yes. it. And then it was <laughs> rehydrated in a calcium solution, like chalk and water. Yes. <laughs> and, and then I think they roasted it on top of that. So it was the shape of a carrot. It was so funny. It, it was like, we take all the water out, then we put some water back in, and then here you go. Uh, yeah, it was... It, they were very proud of it. We went twice oh. when they were serving that carrot, and they came out both times and told us the entire like five minute Chef story of how so they made it. Chef was so proud. He he yeah. like stayed up all night dehydrating that carrot. He, yes, he was yes. like, I had to watch it the whole time so it didn't catch on fire. It was weeks. <laughs> it was so funny. Weeks to make he that had, carrot. He looked dark circles under his eyes. He looked terrible, but he that carrot, this carrot was almost back to the way it used to be. And look, I mean, it was tasty. <laughs> it tastes like a carrot. <laughs> it was sort of carrot flavored. Uh, anyway. Uh, Don's Virgin Sacrifice, you can just Google it and it'll, it's the first Google It is a very it. interesting drink it, and you wouldn't think, I did not think it was a mocktail. Yeah, no, it totally tastes like a tiki drink. I would recommend having the amount of allspice dram and then topping it with some ginger ale. I think we, we use club soda just because I had it at hand, but mm. I think ginger ale would be really good with it. Uh, and that just, it, it was a little too strong for me, just intense. Uh, so anyway, that's that. Cocktail week. Check. Our key lime tree has a bumper crop of key limes on it right now. They're real small. They're big cherry size. Key limes are very small. Yeah, I didn't yeah. realize they were this small. I mean, like, you know, a regular lime, that's a regular lime is a Persian lime. Yeah. It takes like five or six key limes to be that size. They're, they are like cherry tomato size. Cherry tomato. Yeah. But like, I mean, not big ones, small ones. <laughs> uh, so yeah. anyway, they're, they're starting to get ripe. And uh, you say yellow is ripe. I, I just looked it up to confirm and pale yellow is ripe that you can pick them before that. It's so weird that like all the containers and the juices of key lime seem to have green fruits on them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, people think of limes. I mean, when you buy them at the store, they're kind of green, too. Yeah. But, and I, you can have them like that. But the, when they turn like a pale yellow, not like a lemon yellow, but like a pale yellow, um, they're good then, too. It's excellent. Yeah. So anyway, I'm going to make us some key lime margaritas coming up maybe next week for the cocktail of the week i can't wait it'll probably taste exactly like the key lime margaritas with the key lime juice that we buy at the store but these will be our own homegrown key limes makes a big difference we also i had a key lime tree in my office up in maryland and i also had a blood orange tree in our bedroom at maryland and those trees they were surviving in maryland they barely um, they had tough lives up in Maryland. They were in the sunniest south-facing windows. But there's dry air. It was I mean, short days. Yeah. It, was, it was not good for them. And man, we and look, we've had that that blood orange tree has produced oranges twice, two oranges each I was time. Say, let's not over <laughs> over promise. I'm just saying we have eaten blood oranges from our tree. Yep. Yep. Uh, and when we were up there in July with the RV, I'm like, let's liberate these trees, like. All they're doing is like, you know, our friends coming in and watering them or, you know, when, when we have people stay at our house up there, like they water them. And your blood orange tree was like smooshed up against the window, like trying to suck all the sunlight <laughs> it up. Only to has it. it grew one way, one direction. 
and and our friend who stayed at our house for a long time like she pulled it away and i was like it needs to be smooshed up on the window it really needs to be touching the glass absolutely so i was like let's liberate these poor scraggly trees and so we i like bundled up their their dirt balls and we stuck them in my jeep that we were towing back that's right and uh, so they're now planted in the ground. You may have seen them in the snaps. They're the scraggly looking trees that are planted in the ground, but they are, they're so happy. So the key lime tree, now we have two key lime trees. The key lime tree blossoms and the blood orange tree, which only had leaves on one side. I mean, it was, it was like a sad Dr. Seuss tree. It looked like it Charlie was all Brown sticks tree. on one side and then it had like one branch with leaves on it yeah. coming out. It <laughs> now is just covered with leaf sprouts. It's going to turn into a bushy tree in like a week. It's so happy to be in the ground, in the tropics, where it belongs. Uh, it is so optimistic making. It is something that is so good and positive. It's nice. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we probably won't get blood oranges. We also have a lemon tree, which is doing great, but it didn't make any lemons this year. It's I just busy making leaves this year. I planted the our first key lime tree in the lemon tree I planted last July. So they've only been in the ground about a year. And these are... Home Depot trees. Yes, they're, they're not, not from some fancy, tree. expensive trees. No. These were in pots at Home Depot. Jared Dad wants a mango tree, and I'm like, we're gonna get a proper mango tree from a nursery, not some scraggly, <laughs> scraggly little Home Depot mango tree. We're gonna get a good mango tree. That's fine. Uh, so that'll make us some mangoes. I want a giant mango tree. That's really awesome. It's gonna be cool, and we and avocados too. We need to get Hopper's licking my foot. Good, good job, Hop. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you can grow avocados down here. I ran past an avocado tree just laden with avocados a couple was weeks it ago. Public or behind a fence? I I hundred percent could have picked some. They were not ripe yet, which is why I didn't. Well, five minutes later, they would be mushy. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I mean, I would love to have like a full-on orchard. We may end up there. We're getting there. We got four four I know. trees. We got now. four citrus trees. If we get a mango and an avocado, I'm gonna feel pretty happy. The problem with coconut palms is they grow too slow. Because we planted a lot, but they're just hanging out. They're they're definitely short. <laughs> they don't get tall very fast. As you said, they don't have trunks yet. <laughs> yes, but it, look, we have so many other ones that were here when we bought the house. We have we always have tons of coconuts. Yeah, every wind blows down some of our own coconuts yep. that we can eat ourselves. And we do, mm-hmm. dear dad. Uh, so when you if you've never opened a coconut, like I've done the snaps of husking them because they're big, like bigger than a football yeah, you gotta take all pr- that out you gotta take the protective element off and then you get the little coconut like you're used to seeing that's like softball sized and then if you've never actually bought one of those like you crack it open and then there's the coconut meat on the inside so there's like a a brown skin around that even once you take the hard shell off there's a brown skin around it uh that's like between the shell and the coconut meat it's a little bit like meat. the white stuff of an orange like that's on the But it's pieces. way thicker than yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it's gross. It's just something you don't necessarily... Yeah, it's kind of like the rind on a cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Not quite that thick. Anyway, yeah, it's, so it's a tough brown... Sub-husk. Sub-husk, yeah, layer kind of protecting the meat. Uh, you're not... I mean, it's not for eating, but G or Dad eats it. He doesn't it, care. I mean, it's got to have something good in it. I think it's, it's maybe like... And look, I am one of these people... Uh, like if you buy peanuts, like at the baseball game and you just eat the shells yeah, along with the peanuts. Oh, I do that sometimes. Yeah. I think that's what it, I'm not as proud of that. The coconut I'm okay with the peanut eating shells. I realize is kind of a barrack. I I definitely do it because they're really salty. I think they're also dirty, which upsets me, Mm. but they're really salty. 
So it's good. I do that. Anyway, it's kind of like that eating the brown stuff on the coconut. Uh, I don't like the brown stuff. And so to your dad, when he like opens up a coconut, he makes me like a little pile of just the white stuff. So I've got like a little bowl that's just the white meat. And then he keeps the stuff with the brown bits. Everyone's happy. Yeah. I eat the rind on camembert and brie too. I know. (laughs) I I was making the apple manchego salad this week and I had the rinds cut off the manchego and I saw your dad eyeing them. And I'm like, you can do better. We have like the actual cheese. Yeah, I mean, that is just wax. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so anyway, there we go. Cocktail of the week, check. Uh, Dog updates. This weekend, all right, so I bought a treadmill. It was a hell of a process buying this treadmill at the beginning of quarantine, I was like, I kind of would like a treadmill. I mean, most of the time I want to run outside, but like I have a treadmill in Maryland and there's often times where it's like, oh, I've just got like a certain kind of busy work to do. I like to do it on the treadmill. So I walk really slow, but or I like, night. or at night, but like I get some steps. Uh, there's times where it's just like, God, I've been sitting all day. I just like, am happy to walk you know, two miles an hour while I'm reading this stuff or grading it. Like there's certain stuff I, I can't do everything on the treadmill, but there's some of that. And then also there's no hills in the keys at all. And, uh, I haven't been training for anything with hills, but if I do, it'd be good to have something with some incline that I can train on. Yeah. And so I found this like fancy Nordic track treadmill and it's got a 40% incline, almost, which is crazy. It almost goes straight up. You kind of fall off when you put it at 40%. <laughs> like you need a rope. All right. So I found this I was like, and I was, you know, now I'm starting to work more like a, you know, my professor job was always there, but, uh, you know, I make money doing other stuff that kind of disappeared when coronavirus came in. And so that's started picking up, but I was really stressed out about money. Okay. I found a way, like I can do 0% financing. I'm going to get this treadmill. It's going to be great. I got a plan to get this treadmill. Um, this was in March in March. And well, I, I hemmed and hawed. So it was like the end of April before I finally was like, it's going to be okay. Like you can buy a thing. <laughs> and, uh, cause I was very stressed about money for, for quite a while. And, uh, and so I, end of April, I bought this treadmill and then just nothing for weeks, nothing. They and took your money. The, <laughs> and then I, I try to call, nobody answers. I try texting, nobody answers. I tried emailing, nobody answers. Finally, like like through sales, I mean, after a week of trying to get a hold of somebody and they're like, yeah, I guess we're out of stock on that model. And I'm like, well, give me one model down. Like I should have ordered that one in the first place. It's, you know, 30% cheaper. Give me that one. Do you have that in stock? Okay, so then they change it. So that's May. And then nothing. And then they're like, oh, well, the you know, it left Nordic Trek headquarters and went to the shipper. And the shipper tried to call you at this 773 number. It was my number when I lived in Chicago. I moved out of Chicago in 2001. What, they'd Google you or something? I don't, it must have been like in my PayPal account somewhere that they pulled this from. I'm like, where did you get that number? I have not lived there since the like, 90s. <laughs> and it's in Chicago. And was that a hint Chicago. that like you're delivering it to Florida? And yeah, never mind. So, uh, well, you know, I still have a Chicago number on my cell phone. So phone we don't have a landline gr dad hmm. i'm just saying 773 is a is a land n- landline number in chicago uh, i mean there's cell phone numbers in chicago with that too okay fair enough <laughs> all right uh some some millennial can at ingo burkhart explain area codes 
on cell phones. And I'll explain overlays to you one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's your cell phone area code? Same as the landline. <laughs> okay, so anyway, they had this old phone number, and they're like unable to reach. And I was like, yeah, guys, okay. So I, I call him, right? So now we're in June. And I'm like, um, I need to get this scheduled to be delivered. Because we were thinking of going back to Maryland. I mean, like, I mean, it was supposed to come before we went back to Maryland. I'm like, um, you tried to call this old number. I need to get it scheduled to be delivered. I must have gone through, because they also have like a phone and a chat and an email uh, dozens of times trying to get a hold of them just to get a date. And then I'd get like a person on chat and I'd be, because they don't, they don't answer the phone at all. So I get a person on like the chat help and they're like, uh, yeah, okay, we need to get it scheduled. I'll, uh, I'll put a request into the warehouse. You'll hear back from them within 24 hours. And I'd be like, all right, I've been told that five times. Who do I call when I don't hear back in 24 hours? I'm like, I'm willing to believe you, but I also know what's happened. You know, nothing gets scheduled. Nothing gets, I can see it's not scheduled. It took me until the end of July. It was like a constant project. You'd have like the weekly back and forth with someone at Nordic Trek. Yeah. Well, at the delivery place, like Nordic Trek can't even do anything at this point, but they are taking my money for it, which they have been doing since May. Hmm. And, uh, so finally I get some helpful person on chat who schedules it. She's like, okay, you know, July 27th between 12 and two. And I was like, you did the thing that no one else has done. Thank <laughs> you very much. Uh, I'm like, make sure you update my phone number. Here's my phone number. So it's July 27th. I'm like out for a run in the morning. Cause I know it's coming between 12 and two. So I'm out running and they're like, this is such and such delivery place. And I'm like, yes, you're bringing my treadmill. And they're like, well, we can't find your treadmill. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, I've got a guy over at the second warehouse looking for it, but we're not going to be able to deliver it to you today. And I was like, my dude, I have been waiting for this treadmill for like three months now. When will you be able to deliver it to me? I understand you're looking for it. I believe it's there. When is, is it going to come tomorrow? Is it going to come next week? I just want to know when it's going to come, right? It doesn't have to be tomorrow. And uh, he's like, uh, well, I'm not really sure. I'll give you a call back at the end of the day. And I no, was like, oh, you won't. Who should I call when you don't call me back at the end of the day? Because this has been a process. And he's like, no, no, no. I'll call you back at the end of the day. And of course, I don't get a call back. So the next day, I'm like trying to call, trying to chat, nothing. So finally, just call back the number on the caller ID on my phone. And I get some woman in the warehouse. Yes. (laughs) Like at her desk. She's like, hi, this is Rhonda. And I was like, hello, Rhonda. (laughs) Like, Some dude called me from this number (laughs) yesterday. And you guys lost my treadmill. And she's like, oh, go back. And I was like, heck yes. She's like, we found it. I was like bring it to me. She's like, you're legendary around here. (laughs) But of course we only get stuff delivered on Thursdays in the keys. So we have to wait until the next Thursday. Finally, the treadmill arrives. There is much rejoicing. There's much rejoicing. This is like first week of August. I mean, August 5th, 6th or something. Yeah. The treadmill arrives and I'm like, oh yeah, you got to put it down here in the exercise room. Yeah. They're like, no, no, we just dump it in the driveway. We're just putting it in the driveway. We're not, we're not paid to install it. Yeah. I was like, oh good. And they're like, it's, 
852 pounds. <laughs> I was like, oh, good. Why don't you just dump that in the driveway? Then? And let me and, just add, I paid for delivery into the room of my choice. Yeah, they're like, they no, we don't do it. that. No. So anyway, we did we did get it in there, and I uh, you know I kind of plugged it in, and it's got all this fancy stuff. But I like okay, all oh, the incline go. Oh look, it goes way up. Oh, it goes way down. And I was like, okay, my left. I was because I was like, you had it. It's there. Yeah. Fine. Uh, you know, I, I had spent like two hours putting it together. Right, you were getting emotionally all the parts exhausted. And I was like, I'm I'm not running on this treadmill now. I'm exhausted from putting the treadmill together. And then I don't need the treadmill very much. And so a couple of weeks go by and I go down and I'm like, okay, I've like constructed a little like shelf thing that goes over the little handrails you can grab onto us. I can put my computer in there. I can work on it. I have a plan. I'm going to walk on the treadmill today because I've got exactly the kind of work that's good for that. I'm not going to be able to work out. And I go down and I turn the treadmill on and nothing happens. There's a big fancy touch screen. It's got all these, I don't want any of these bells and whistles, but it's all you can get. And it's just black. It's dead. Nothing. The only thing that works is that I can Bluetooth audio pair my phone to the speakers well, on that's it. pretty good. But it won't play. Oh, that's not very good. No. So <laughs> the pairing works, but then if I play something on my phone, it doesn't come out of the speakers. And so I'm like trying to reset. So it's like there's a, you know, a little hole just like on everything. There's a little hole you stick a pin in, and that's on like the, the console side on the left. And then you got to put the pin in there and then you've got to turn it off with the switch, which is at the back of the treadmill on the right. And so I've got the pin in on one side and I got my foot like stretched way back behind me to flick the switch off and flick it back on. So I, I mean, I spent like an hour with all these hard resets, nothing. It just isn't going on anymore. And so I'm checking all the connections, right? Like I worked in my parents' factory, like assembling electronics. It's got all these you know, quick connects and wires, all the stuff that I've done before, checking all the stuff. Finally, I get on the chat and I'm like, and the guy's like, this is Brendan. How can I help you? And I'm like, Brendan, my treadmill, nothing. There's nothing. And so he's like, okay, I need you to unscrew this panel. So I'm like on my computer downstairs, like in our little, you know, storage room where we've got the workout equipment. He's like, What's in there? I'm like, there's a red light. He's like, there should be a green light. And I'm like, well, it's red, Brendan. And he's like, okay, that means there's a short. And Brendan got shit done. He's like, here's an, you already have an email waiting. I have shipped you out like a new cable and a new monitor display and it's on the way. And so that took a week. And so that came, I think right when I was doing the hundred miler, the beginning of September. Mm -hmm. So then I've got to install that, which I did last friday and i now have a working treadmill <laughs> it's working since march it took since march well I, you can't credit them for the delay in me ordering it took since the end of april <clears throat> fair enough yeah four months but four months to get the thing where i'm just like take my money and give me a treadmill and I they took my money you could have just made one by then with like a glow torch and know. some soldering iron <laughs> and a bunch of wires so that is all lead up to say, I finally get to use my treadmill and I'm down walking on the treadmill and GR dad comes down and he's got guac on the leash, but guac is always super excited to run into me on the property when uh, he's not expecting like, me. Oh, there's, there's Jen. <laughs> he comes downstairs and he's like, oh my gosh, you're down here. This is great. 
So he comes in and I'm on the treadmill and he goes and he kind of stands at the front of the treadmill and he's looking at me and he's like, I'm coming. No. And I was like, no, 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 Black, no. And he puts one foot and then the other foot on the treadmill and it's going. <laughs> I mean, I'm walking, but still. And, it, and then he's like, whoa. And he starts pulling his front legs. And I'm like, walk, no. And he's trying to, like, back up. But it's a treadmill. And so it pulls him on. And his back legs, like, splute out. And he flies. He just, like, I kind of jump off to the side. And he flies all the way down the treadmill and shoots off the back. This is just so classic. (laughs) Which is the second time that that's happened to us. Because, uh, as I said, in Maryland, I also have a treadmill that I like to work on. And when we got puppy hops, she was like eight weeks old. She did the same thing. Except I was going like six miles an hour. I was like actually jogging. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You were on it. And uh, she's like, I'm coming. And yeah, you miraculously jumped out of the way. But she was also like eight pounds. She got flinged. <laughs> like a little ball, like a cannonball. Pew! <laughs> yeah. Shot off the back. Neither dog was, <laughs> was seriously hurt or embarrassed severely. No. No. Uh, Guac would have done it again, probably. Probably. <laughs> Doesn't seem to impress him. Oh, my God. Uh, so that, that was the big dog drama of the week. And, uh, and in case anyone asks, no, we're not going to have series where we shoot various dogs off the treadmill. That's just mean. <laughs> Funny, but not. we're not doing it. I, I mean, I'm a little sad that I didn't have video of Guac shooting off, but it, it, it's, I didn't want him to shoot off. I tried very hard to stop it. Guac, you might be the exception because you, you might actually enjoy it. <laughs> uh, other than that, uh, St. Patrick continues to be with us. He is about the same, which is not great, but... We found food that he likes. That's good. Yeah, that's right. The vomiting has definitely gotten better. Uh, GR Dad took him up to the vet. I don't know. When was that that you would have taken him to the vet? I don't know. Maybe when I was in... Uh, at the race. Anyway, GR Dad huh? took him to the vet, and they gave him some, like, prescription gastrointestinal wet food, which is supposed to be more gentle on the tum. And that has really worked. He hasn't really thrown up since then. I think so. it was that Friday night. You were, in, you were in the place, but not the race. So you were in yeah, Pensacola. That's right. That's right. You took him at, like, an 8.30 p.m. appointment. There's no way you would have called in, wanted to call in from the race, but you were, like, we were tele telemedicining you in from right. Pensacola. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway, the new food has definitely helped with the vomiting, which is great because that was concerning. So that's better. Uh, he seems like he doesn't feel all that great some of the times, not stomach wise, but just in general. Yeah. Um, but he, he still wags. Yeah. So he's doing okay. He's still getting up. He sleeps a lot, but he's fine. Yeah. He's a scaper. I mean, he definitely, when you open the door, he's out for, a, for an old slow dog. He's very fast. He does, does kind of move around. Uh, so he's doing good. Uh, the Brody Unloady continues to progress. So last time we checked in, CBGB weighed 91.8. When we weighed him this week, he weighed 91.4. So it's, it's slow progress, but it's... The right direction. It's going. Mm-hmm. Um, hops and Finker. Yeah. And I believe that's the entire squad. Yep. Oh, it's Guac's birthday. And today, yeah, we don't know Guac's actual birthday. He hasn't told us. No. So we got him in March, and, you know, you don't want to set their birthday too close to the day you get him, because then it's like, they tell you how old he is, and you're like, well, now he's a year older than that. (laughs) So I was like, well, there must be a national guacamole day, and it's September 16th. And so I'm like, perfect. That's like six months after we got him. So we're going to say that's his birthday. 
and they the shelter said they thought he was three and so now he's four he could be younger i mean he could be two and now he's three it could be. But his teeth look like they're a little bit older than that. Because he eats rocks. <laughs> uh, but so this morning uh, for his breakfast, I was like, oh, I'll put some whipped cream on his breakfast. Uh, some like, you know, ready whip from the can, which we have only for the dogs. And he was like, this is amazing. <laughs> this is the best. So then I like brought him a bowl of ready whip and he's like, oh my God, this is so good. And then I just was giving him ready whip directly out of the can, which he was thrilled about. And then we used it all up. I mean, there wasn't a ton in there, but he had a good birthday. He was just ecstatic about the whipped cream. And then I also got him a giant inflatable tennis ball. Like an, a fan had sent us one, which I had forgotten. It's a, like bigger than a basketball. I mean, it's, yeah. it's not tennis ball size. No, no, it's giant. Uh, so once he pops this one, which I believe will happen in the morning, <laughs> we'll have the second one ready. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you blow it up like a basketball with a little pin on the bicycle pump. And uh, so I brought it out to him tonight and he's like, this is amazing. <laughs> he's like trying to chomp it. And he did like that unhinge his jaw oh. and he got his mouth fully on it, but it's giant. He can't chomp it. Got no leverage. Kicking it around. He's like, kick it, Jen, kick it. And then he chases after it and then he runs over and it like comes out the back legs and turns around and uh he was having really a fun time with it excellent yeah so good, good birthday day. buddy and tomorrow thursday is saint patrick's half birthday oh yeah we celebrated his birthday when we weren't sure how long he was going to be here but you know saint patrick's day is what we have declared as his actual birthday so his half birthday which i didn't think he'd make it to which is why we celebrated it early his half birthday is tomorrow so we're going to celebrate that too sure half birthday let's do it um, I still have some squeezy cheese. Squeezy cheese. Maybe we don't have ready whip, but we have squeezy cheese. I know. Maybe I'll do the grocery shopping tomorrow, and I'll get ready whip, and maybe some food coloring, and we'll make green waffles. Oh yeah, he'll whip. like. I mean, he's colorblind, so he don't care. And Guac can have one too to continue his birthday celebrations. Sure. He's the only one who's not on a diet in this house, so that's great. Doing a good job, Guac. Guac, oh man. Okay. Uh, other updates. Updates from the Keys. So we got a foot of rain. In last a, weekend not in a week in a day not in a month <laughs> one day yeah one foot of rain that was good 11.9 inches it's good that it all can drain into the ocean <laughs> i was uh so saturday so a week ago saturday i ran the 100 mile race and then uh, and in the dry thank goodness thank goodness in the dry yeah pensacola is now well, they got the storm that gave us the foot of rain. So it was dry there, but my feet were real messed up. So I took a week off and I would have taken longer. But last Saturday, a week after the race, was <laughs> this uh, this thing I'm doing, which I've talked about on the running podcast. Um, so it's called Eight Hours of Hell, and it's a race series in Florida. Once a month, there's an eight-hour race. And normally, it's in person, and you run like around a three-mile loop for eight hours, and whoever goes the farthest wins. And uh, it's obviously virtual this year for the whole summer. And the September race was last weekend. But it's but it has to be at that time. It's virtual to a point. Yeah, it's not like these other virtual races where it's like, when you want to, do it. It's, yeah. it, no, it's, you have to be in Florida, so you can't run it outside of Florida. And you have to start at 10 a.m. on the day and finish at 6 p.m. And we all start on a Zoom call and say hi to each other. And then every hour you take a picture of your Garmin or whatever you're using and upload it to the Facebook group. And they use that to like for your splits. And then 
And so I had to do it. And the reason that I had to do it is because in addition to like, you know, whoever goes the farthest wins for a particular month. You all right there, Jared? Yeah, He's having a little yawning fit over there. The dog started it. Uh, So in addition to like whoever wins each month, they have a cumulative winner for the entire series or cumulative winners. And so that's just you add up all the miles that you ran over all the races over the summer and then whoever has the most wins. And they give awards to the top 10 women and the top 10 men. And uh, I think there's like 50 or 60 women in the series now. And I was in seventh place. And if you finish in the top 10, you get a cheesy plastic award. Get an extra medal. You don't get a medal. You get a cheesy plastic award. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a like trophy. a little tabletop. It's a cheesy plastic award. It's not a trophy, which is like a little stand with like a person on it in gold. No, it's like plastic, cheesy plastic. It's, like it's a got flames. Three dimensional sculpture. There you go. It is a plastic three dimensional sculpture. Um, yes, it's it's just like eight H O H for eight hours of hell, and it's got little flames on it because like hell. And it's got like three layers of plastic. It's kind of orange plastic, yeah, or see-through plastic. It, yeah, it's like plexiglass is like yeah. a yellow and an orange and a black layer. It's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> but if I skipped a month, I definitely would have fallen out of the top 10. And so I'm like, I'm going to get this cheesy plastic award. I never get awards for races because I'm slow. You're still losing toenails from the 100 miler at that point. <laughs> so I had to do that race. Yeah, I was two toenails short. Uh, they were those toes were quite sore at the end of the day. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I started, uh, and the, I posted a great picture, if I do say so myself, on my running insta runs with Jen runs with dogs, where I was out and the skies were looking really ominous, and there was at that point a tropical depression, which then turned into tropical storm Sally that day. Like while I was running, it turned into a tropical storm, um, which is now Hurricane Sally. That's in Pensacola right now. Um, and, and so I have this great picture of me running on this abandoned road. And it looks like really good. Dark, scary skies in the background. Uh, and I was, you know, out running for, you know, the first couple of hours. And, I, you know, I'm running slow. And I basically just ran the first two hours and walked the rest. But uh, I'm coming home and I was like, well, this isn't all that bad. Like, you know, it's sprinkled a little bit um but you know i was a little bit damp but that's fine like my feet were pretty much dry not too bad and in this tropical depression it was like we were the rain forecasts were all over the place like some of them were half an inch and then i woke up and something said five inches but then i checked it again on the computer and it said one inch and like that includes the night and so i'm like you know if it rains half an inch over the course of the day and it's evenly spread out like that isn't much right that's easy to run in and so I'm like, okay, well, this is, you know, this is how it's going to be. And this is like the peak was supposed to be at like 11 a.m. Yeah. Well, that's not bad. Like this, it's 11 a.m. right now. It's 12 p.m. I'm doing fine. And so I'm like half a mile from home and the sky is just open, just <laughs> pour like sheets of rain. Uh, and I come in and I'm just like dripping all over the place. And so I was like, oh yeah, maybe I'll keep running. And I was like, nope, we're going to just sit here and eat a sandwich. Uh <laughs> But anyway, we got a foot of rain. Key West was like all the main, all the big streets were flooded. Everything was flooded. Yeah. And it is, again, it drains as fast as it can here. 
Yeah, well, we just live on some rocks, and so it's not Houston, but it still was real floody. Yeah, it was it was pretty dramatic. You know, nothing really bad happened here. Like that, right. I mean, that's a lot of rain for a little island to absorb. Um, but you know, we didn't have we're you know storm surge and stuff, and even you know coastal flooding. Like today, we I went outside uh, like this afternoon, and I was like, man. Like the water is really high. Is it high tide now? And it's like, no, it's like low tide right now, but there's just a random coastal flooding warning for here. Like sometimes the water's just high. Huh. Um, and so we're kind of, you know, stuff is built for that. So even a foot of rain like doesn't cause big problems, but that was interesting. Made everything wet. Yep. Uh, so that was my keys news. Did you want to add anything? What was I going to say? The X. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, the local radio station that we've talked about a little bit sometimes. The one where sometimes the guy gets a Skype call yeah, or plays a YouTube video. Ex, we think he's just playing his playlist on his iPhone most of the time. Mm-hmm. And I mean iPod, I think. But, mm-hmm. any, but anyway. Well, no, because he can get Skype calls on it. Oh, yeah. So it's yeah. definitely probably his iPad. But it stopped broadcasting a week ago. Like you can't get it on the radio anymore. Yeah, you go to that frequency, 104.9, and there's just static. The streaming works, though. <laughs> the streaming works, and so they're still programming, but they can't transmit. Yeah, I went to their Facebook page, and they're like, yeah, there's something wrong with their transmitter. We'll get it <laughs> fixed when we get it fixed. I think it's just a good philosophical conundrum, right? If the radio station isn't transmitting radio, is it actually a radio station is it still playing but they're still going to the studio and doing your thing yeah i mean this is a very uh generation xer view of it since many many of us listen to our music not on radio it's stations st- the streaming still works so i guess it, it is yes yeah uh you have a german word of the week for us i do zwiebel look zwiebel look zwiebel it means onion yeah, zwiebel look or das zwiebelschalen Prinzip, which which I I looked up and I because I hadn't I was not familiar, but it's just layering. Zwiebel look. It's like a fancy way of saying layering. Gr Dad is like sitting on the couch and he's like, someone sent me this thing and they said zwiebel look should be and I was like zwiebel look. I'm like that means onion look. I'm like does that mean layering? And he's like yeah. And I was like, that's a great term. And Jared, that's very disappointed that it just means layering. Because the term sounds awesome and like very interesting. And onion has all sorts of connotations. No, they just mean the layer part of I, onion. I mean, I think that's the main connotation. So it is just wearing multiple layers of different fabrics to accommodate the temperature and weather at the time. I mean, I think we all know what layering is. We do, but apparently Germans are still like <laughs> learning these things and stunned by it. By it's it. look. So, so what was the long one that you said? Zwiebelschalen Prinzip. When you get dressed according to the Zwiebelschalen Prinzip, the principle of the onion peel. Schalen. I was I was like, you've said all the words I know the meaning of and not the one I didn't. Zwiebelschalen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Onion peel. Peel or, yeah, shell. Zwiebelschalen Prinzip. Prinzip. Mm-hmm. Onion peel principle. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. That's really a it's thing. It's just layering, is though. It, it, but that's just layering? Like, yeah. my wardrobe is guided by the Zwiebelschalen Prinzip. Yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> that's very German. Layers of thinner clothes <laughs> to make you more warm. I mean, it's so, like, basic, really. That's, that's good. I like it. <laughs> uh, that's, I mean, to have a principle like that is very German. That is very German. Yeah, yeah, so we're yeah. making a principle out of it. Uh, I mean, Zwiebel look, like, that's just kind of, okay, that's a cute kind of Germany word. Zwiebelschalen Prinzip, very German. Yes. Well, 
I think that's it for this week. I was going to do cooking thing, but it's not oh, a big deal. Oh, I'm so sorry. I cut you off on that. No, geez. No, please, I got one thing. Please do it. My Look, one little thing, and you go, you stomp it. I didn't mean to stomp it. I just, you know, it's been real rambly, and I, I just know. got distracted. And let me just add, uh, GR Dad had took over the snaps a few times. He took over the snaps on Saturday when I was running. Everybody likes your snaps better. They do not. They They're absolutely just do. Different. You took over the snaps when I was doing the hundred miler, and everybody's like, "Your dad needs to do the snaps more." Every time you're involved in the snaps, people are like, "Wow, the snaps are really good today." No. Yes, they. Yes, it's just yes, the they change. Are. It's yes, just the change. <laughs> they your, like snaps your snaps are better. Objectively better. And people also like your podcast segments. People complain when we don't do GR Dad's bad cooking technique <laughs> lesson so i really you know i want to give the people what they want even if i don't understand it yeah i'm just and this isn't really something i think i've i think i've screwed it up too but like i cannot estimate amounts at all like container sizes <laughs> for example right that's like at the other end if like there's leftovers in the pot like i'm trying God. you you make it's like soup. a running joke i i suck I like I'll either like put the noodles in the container that I think it fits and it's like barely covering the bottom of yeah. the, of <laughs> the giant Tupperware. Container. <laughs> it's like a bunch of empty to space or it's the opposite where I'm like, oh, this will fit. And then like three containers later, <laughs> three containers full of soup later, I'm like, that didn't fit at it's all. It's almost always the former, though, that you think you need a way bigger container I than you actually need. I just can't estimate it at all. But it's the same with cocktails, right? Where it's like, oh what's an ounce and a half i don't know i just filled Fill the glass with liquor <laughs> terrible it's just yeah. terrible but but you know i mean that doesn't even get into like teaspoon or cup size cup Mm-mm. i just have no concept so i really have to measure this stuff like saying a tablespoonful you can kind of eyeball it and me, i mean when i'm I cooking i do right i just pour stuff into my hand yeah. and then throw it in and i would be that would be a complete disaster for me i don't yeah. i mean i took me years to realize there's a difference between tablespoon and teaspoon <laughs> they're different things they were very very, very three different times bigger than the other yeah one. but i was like what it's something with a spoon it's fine but you have it even when like yeah like i'll make tacos for dinner and then we've got like leftover like vegetarian taco meat uh which we're gonna <laughs> save because we'll put it whatever on something like, for lunch the next day and you get out like this quart container and i'm like <laughs> dear dad like that can go in like the super skinny like tiny tupperware that's when you stop me otherwise i just put like i feel like one little corner of the yeah. tupperware and everything <laughs> else is just empty but it's like you can look at the meat left over and you can look at the tupperware and you go those look about the same size and and then the tupperware is like 20 times too big for the thing you're putting in it's, it. a, it's weird yeah. <laughs> i have no concept of space that's true so yeah measure measure until you know yeah know how to not measure i mean l- me learning how to use or that i have to use measuring on cocktails has been a kind of a game changer too you make way better cocktails now well I, yeah 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 your life is improved i can make that. cocktails i don't know what that was before it was some kind of weird punchy thing i mean it's always just like one shot of liquor with whatever you want and you've got yeah, a but good I, drink basically. i'm learning now that a shot is not that it's, much it's not no no that's why you were going to sleep after you'd make yourself <laughs> cocktails because there's like yeah i'd be like this doesn't taste very good <laughs> <laughs> so it's a double problem <laughs> yeah because when jared dad goes this doesn't taste very good that doesn't mean i'm not going to drink it 
I feel bad wasting food and drink. <laughs> but when I'll make cocktails, like sometimes I'll try new recipes or I'll be like, oh, I could probably substitute this. And sometimes it just doesn't work. I just dump that shit out. I know. I mean, baking too. Like sometimes I, I'll bake stuff. I and completely acknowledge that is the better approach. And, and I, life's too short. Sometimes I'm getting there now, but it's hard. Yeah. It's okay. I respect it. All right. As long as I don't have to drink it. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm very sorry that I tried to... It's a, no, you didn't. You try. I've, I've forgotten until then, too. Don't worry. Okay. Anything else we have forgotten or we need to add? Nope. Nope. Okay. Well, until next week, don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. Yeah, don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. Bye. Bye. Bye.